Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Ah, yes what up what up you know me and kel was just talking off air pre pre-show of how today has been quite the interesting day um for us personally with a, a lot of uh technological difficulties but we are here mm-hmm. and we are boosted Sipping on some agua, at least for me. What about you, Kel? What you so sipping I, on? My intent was to sip on some Jack and Coke, but mm-hmm. I literally, like, it was 6.20. I was scarfing down my salad, and I grabbed the Coke, <laughs> but never got to get the Jack. Oh. So, and this is the second night I've done that. Like, I've purposely been buying Cherry Cokes because I love Cherry Coke. Yes. And it tastes even better with Jack you and Daniel. Right. I can see that. I can see that being good, though. Mm-hmm. And I keep forgetting to get the Jack from downstairs. So it's just a Coke night. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all but good. But I did it's hydrate. In... I'm proud of myself. <laughs> oh, what? You, okay, how much you were sipping on today? So I finished my 64 ounces. I'm about to work Ooh. on another 32 before I go to sleep. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I'm over here with my, where my bottle at? Over here doing backflips. Yeah. Yes. I got my little 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So I made it to 7 o'clock. So, um, yes, I'm trying to do better as well. So uh, I don't know. This is, uh, it says 3,000, I guess that's milliliters. So whatever. Yeah, it's milliliters. So I got about a thousand milliliters left so whatever that converts to in um you know whatever we drink you know <laughs> gallons it's enough it's, yeah, we- it's enough, <laughs> it's enough. It's you know, enough. Like, i'm really feeling like you know you can i don't know for me i feel like i've gotten sick from drinking too much water so i'm almost yes scared that, to can, drink that can happen that can happen mm-hmm. yeah, that I'm can scared. happen i'm scared so i've been like stopping at no more than probably like what maybe 96 ounces yeah. and yeah I, I feel i feel so full like you know that blueberry yeah. girl from um yeah yeah Willy from Willy Wonka. Wonka. yes yeah. i'll be feeling like her so now be like how the hell am i supposed to what is, it was something crazy i heard like that you're technically supposed to drink more than a gallon it's like supposed to be like half of your body weight yes yes where yeah 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 where exactly i just weighed myself i'd speaking of that i just got a new scale and um and yes we gonna get into the inauguration y'all but (laughs) um yeah i just weighed myself on the scale and i saw like they they have the different it's this weight watcher scale that i got from target and it broke down like your body fat your um well your body weight no yeah it was body fat body water and also um, your bone density and something else that I think I'm forgetting. But um, anyway, I saw that I had like 40 something percent body weight. So I was like, oh, that's probably too much. But apparently that's like the average range for women. So um, I could actually have more water weight 
in me. So uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But um, yes, y'all, the orange is gone. The tangerine has it left is, um, the building. Celebration, y'all. Yes, yes. That's why we should be sipping on and tipping on something. I know. Uh, we did celebrate this morning. We had some some hash browns and some pancakes. I only ate half a pancake and uh, one piece of uh, French toast bread, and and that's it. That's what I had for breakfast. With uh, I didn't even have meat actually. That was it. Of course, syrup. But um, you know, that was my little celebratory breakfast this morning instead of a smoothie or avocado toast so we it was a celebration for show to see um miss ma'am miss madam vice president be sworn in as well as biden you know and then of course the illustrious michelle obama with her her escort her escort barack obama (laughs) (laughs) she looked Creme de la creme. Yeah, I, I love the monochromaticness of it all for me. Okay, that's what it was for me. All the monochromatics. All right. They had all the kids of the Biden clan dressed down. Great. Okay. Yes. I wanted great. all of those jacket and scarf and <laughs> a mask combos. I wanted them all, one for each day of the week. Okay, I've seen an inauguration with such pink good fashion. I've never seen an inauguration with like every single person. Nancy killed it. Jill killed it. Yes, Michelle killed it. Like everyone killed it. They was like, oh, I came to show up and show out. Yes, everybody. It was like a award show almost, you know, sure. minus the, you know, you had J-Lo up in there with her little pre-recorded vocals. She was girl. I said pre-recorded. I did not say they were hers. Okay. <laughs> you know? here practicing for the battle tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're going to get into that too. But um, I really liked uh, even J-Lo. I bring her up because I I really enjoyed her um, white on white. Like it was white it slash did. off white in the top. Like it was like a prince vibe with the little prince peasant. Not, it wasn't a peasant top, but just like the fluffy. I can't remember what that's called, but, you know, it was like a prince vibe with the top and then the earring, the, the pearls or whatever and her ponytail. Yes. Yes, winter white. Yeah, winter white. It was looking good. Yeah, I was calling all the wrong names because clearly, you know, on some people's TVs, uh, what's her name's uh, jacket was blue. It was like on mine, it was cobalt. And on Gemma's too. Gemma was, I thought it was blue too. But um, a lot of people, and when I saw some people posting it on Instagram, sometimes it was blue and sometimes it was um, a more deeper, richer, like purple indigo. Yeah, it was so, purple on mine too. So, um, and I was calling it cobalt <laughs> in my stories. It's okay. We knew what she was talking about. <laughs> yes, I guess it was more like an indigo or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know, child, but it, it was it was nice. I loved, like you said, Nancy Pelosi, her like teal Wolverine Westlake vibes. <laughs> yeah. I love that blue on her blue green. That was right. fire. Um, but yes, of course, I'm sorry, and that's no shade to Michelle. They were to me, her and Jill were equal stars. I just really just my personal taste in fashion 
I really dug what Jill Biden, Jill Biden had on. Like, y'all know I love a sparkle. So that already had my eyes like the emoji with the star eyes. I was just like, oh, I woke up when I saw that. I saw her coming out. Yes, honey. Yes, I saw her coming out that chapel. I was like, okay, she is showing up and showing out. Yes. Two snaps and a twist. Okay. Fire. Um, and the guys, you know, they look they, they look fine, you know. <laughs> it was all about the ladies today. It really it was. was. It was. Yes. But on that note, um, you know, I quite enjoyed the fashion show. But the most and like the most pivotal moment for the inauguration for me was when Miss Amanda came across. Oh, you know what? We're supposed to talk about this in the gossip. Gotcha. Actually, I'm going to cut myself short, but I want to say that that was my motivation this week. Like, she was quite the motivator um, today uh, for me, her poetry, and to find out she's only 22 years old. Like, it, it was just dope. But on that same note, Kel, I know you got some motivational words to share with us. So go on ahead and hit us off our head tops. Yes. So this week's motivational moment, as you know, it was we just passed over um, Martin Luther King's birthday. Happy heavenly birthday to you. And the happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Which fun fact, which I just found out, which why didn't I know this all my life that Anna um, hit me to was that the actual Stevie Wonder happy birthday song was for Martin Luther King. I did not know. The more you know. Yeah, yeah. rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So this is the quote um, from MLK. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. And we just want to say we all have the greatest power within us, the power to love one another. So as we enter this week of change and power in our beloved country, let's take the time to show and um, love our brothers and our sisters and our friends and even our foes. Like God is a God of love and a God of patience. And we constantly mess up and he never, ever loves us any less for it. So let's, you know, take on that God-like um, energy and love our neighbors and our foes, even Donald, as he loves Yes. Right. In spite of <laughs> each other. Yes. That agape love. Yes. <laughs> that agape love. Ooh, that's strong. Agape yeah. is strong. I might yeah. have to be Philo or whatever, the, the, the one that's like my brother or whatever. <laughs> but we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're striving for yeah. that. We're striving for yeah. it. We're not saying yet, but we're striving for it. <laughs> Baby steps, show. Baby, Baby steps. Step. Yeah. <laughs> you ready right. for this gossip girl? Yes, let's do it. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right. So as we said earlier, Trump, a.k.a. the Clementine, has made his way, made his exit out the billing, and we couldn't be happier about it. Um, But on his way out, instead of detonating bombs, he actually, which I said on the last podcast I was scared of instead of detonating bombs he actually let go some a few rounds off for his pardons and clemencies um now do you know what a clemency is I meant to look that up before like what the difference is I did let me um do a quick search while you finish telling the story well he let out a few notable names um 
pardons. Of course, uh, one of the first ones that was reported was Lil Wayne. So he was able to pardon him and his uh, current situation with the gun possession because um, he was about to be facing quite a bit. And I'm wondering if that was a, a clemency or a pardon because he wasn't convicted yet. So I'm guessing that's a clemency. Yes. So it says clemency is a mechanism for granting a person convicted of a criminal offense um, relief from a court-ordered sentence or a punitive mm-hmm. measure. And a pardon exempts a convicted individual from any remaining punishment or future consequences stemming from a conviction. Okay, then. So that makes sense. So he pled guilty in court. Um, however, uh you know, he was clemenced, so he's good to go. Um, someone else that was actually pardoned by the definition that Kel just shared was Kodak Black, which was interesting to hear. Um, and then uh, a person that is the CEO of Rock Nation, Des- Desiree Perez, she was part, she was uh, clemenced, I guess. I, I don't know. She was arrested in 1994 for drug possession and in 1998 for grand larceny and possession of a firearm. Um, but in 2019, she was, um, she founded um, with Jay-Z. What? What? Hold on. I should have pre-read this. My bad. She was named, sorry, the CEO of Rock Nation. I missed that sentence. I told y'all technical difficulties, Um, uh, which is, of course, you know, Jay-Z's whole gang. And it represents artists such as Rihanna, Shakira, Alicia Keys, Megan Thee Stallion, Meat Mill, DJ Khaled, the list goes on. Um, And so in one of the letters that was sent to Trump, um, it stated that Ms. Perez was involved in a conspiracy to distribute narcotics. Um, but since her conviction, Ms. Perez has taken full accountability of her actions as has turned her life around. Uh, she has been gainfully employed and has been an advocate for criminal justice reform in her community. So I need to find out more. I found that story interesting because I was like, so, uh, you are a liar. <laughs> she wore a wire she was the coke um she was like one of the uh, dylan a coke mule? or something like that narcotic a mule? a mule okay no she wasn't a mule she oh. was running shit oh shit well she said here um i'm grateful to have received a pardon oh so it is a pardon and to have formally closed that chapter of my life in the i, I guess that means that her her thing was scrubbed or something Okay, I have taken full accountability for my mistakes from 25 years ago, but I also take tremendous pride in my personal growth, perseverance, accomplishments since then, blah, blah, blah. So shout out to a boss B who can be a boss in both, um, you know, get you somebody who could do both, I guess. <laughs> right, exactly. Salute to her, okay? All right, so yes, let's get back into this inauguration because that's the only thing that we're going to acknowledge about Trump's little tacky ass. You know, (laughs) his tacky ass, he could not even be present at the damn funeral, uh, not the funeral, at the damn inauguration. He couldn't even show up. You know, Trump had to go and do all the work. But girl, it was kind of like a funeral because, you know, like black funerals, we show up and show up. We have, you know, we come with the best of hats. And you saw Melania. She was dressed like she was going to a funeral with that all black on. 
So let's call oh, it yeah. what it is. This was the funeral to let go of all the bullshit that we dealt with for the last fucking yes. four years. This was the funeral for all those 400,000 people who are, you know, who have died from COVID. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, President Trump's, you know, unability, inability to be able to be a leader and make sure that, you know, we had some precautions taking place. So this was a funeral. Mm. Yeah, transformative life. Yes, you know, because you saw the kids was crying at the at the at the, exactly <laughs> at his little ceremony at Andrews Air Force Base. Like you, I'm trying to think, has that ever happened before? The little Andrews Air Force Base send off thing. I don't remember that either, <laughs> but maybe they did yeah. do it. I, I don't know. No, it Maybe can't be because it can't be at that moment. I think the, yeah. the timing of it was off because he was like, I'm not going to go there. And I think they probably do do a farewell, but it's probably after the inauguration is complete. Mm. Mm. They had to do it before. Yeah. So they moved it. He moved it up intentionally. What an ass. Just... Uh, but in the meantime, we had, like we said, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, um, lots of great moments, loved seeing Kamala being sworn in, loved, um, I even liked what Biden had to say about, um, you know, ending this uncivil war, whatever the statement was, um, that was really great because it has been quite uncivilized and yes, America America got its shit. Like it, America showed its whole ass over the last four years. Like, woo, you thought we was a, like, you know, the best nation in the world. We clearly are not. Like, we got humbled. Like, black people knew that, but now the whole world knows that. The whole world knows it. I saw something the other day with some girl who lives in Ireland talking about how she got all this, like, you know, it's probably free health care over there. She got her master's for, she was able to get her master's degree for a fraction of the cost of what she pays in America for her, her bachelor's degree, like, just all, just the the um, maternity leave, like just laying all the skeleton bones out. And she was like, and I grew up thinking that the country that I was born in was the best country to ever be in, you know? Uh-huh. And that's how I think a lot of people feel. And I guess, you sh- you know, you should have some pride in your country, but woo, the last four years really showed like, mm, it's kind of hard. Girl, <laughs> yes. I seen this other TikTok video, very similar to what you were saying, and a guy mm-hmm. He was like, um, it was like one of those things where they'd be like, tell me how you knew America was trash without saying you knew America was trash type of thing videos. And he Mm. was like, I went into work and they were discussing, you know, onboarding or whatever, as far as like PTA, PTO is concerned and sick leave. And Mm. I was like, well, how many sick, how many days of sick leave do I get? And they were like, what? (laughs) And he was like, no, like how many, like, what's the amount? A sick leave. He was like, you just take off whenever you're sick. It's unlimited. And I was like, yeah, because that does not exist uh, over here. Uh, yo, that just blew my mind. I That's know. sad. That is really sad. That's when you know America <laughs> too fucked about you. You're helpless. You mean nothing. <laughs> yo, that's crazy. 
Wow. Okay. Well, let's continue. Uh, wow. That just blew my fucking mind. Okay. So uh, another great highlight, again, just got to bring her up, Amanda Gorman. Um, so I just wanted to give some insight into who she is and background on her because immediately I think everybody went to Google her name after they heard it. So um, she was the poet at today's inauguration. She did an awesome job. Um, she's 22 years old and is an accomplished poet named um, the first youth poet laureate of Los Angeles in 2014 and the first national youth poet laureate laureate. I might be saying it wrong, of the United States in 2017. And I wonder what that title means. Um, must be important because they have a state one, a city one, and it looks like they got a United States one. Um, at the suggestion of soon-to-be First Lady Jill Biden, Gorman was selected. Oh, so that's who selected her. Okay, was selected by the inaugural committee to recite a poem at the upcoming ceremony for the president-elect Joe Biden. Amanda Gorman has done several tributes, but none to this historic or grand scale um, over the course of her career, which is very short, you know, but very exciting. She has written in celebration of black athletes for Nike, a poem for the July 4th celebration and swearing in of the president, Larry Bacow at her alma mater, Harvard University. Yes, Harvard University grad. Um, she has also landed a two book deal with Viking children's books. And I did see on her page that she did have that. And I saw that she is heavily endorsed by Miss Oprah Winfrey. Um, and she is, of course, also the youngest poet to recite um, her, her writings at the inauguration in history. So, yeah, like they said on Because of Them, she is a rock star. She really is. She really is. That was a beautiful... And she did it with such poise. She looked mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Like yes, her the highlight was bling bling in. Okay, that, that highlight. Beautiful. Yes, it was perfect. It wasn't OD. Like, it was, it was just like... It was the way highlights are supposed to be. You know, the way that... <laughs> the way that we do highlights, they're mad noticeable. And, like, somebody... One of my cousin's friends once said, you know, it looks like you bruised your face. With glitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Hers looked like how a highlight is supposed to look, just like a, a glow glisten on the side, of, on your profile. Like, oh. Sun kissed you. That's what yes, it looked, it looked like. like the sun kissed you. Kissed her. In the dead of winter, it looked like the sun kissed her. Amen. Love it. Love it. And so um, lastly, as far as the presidential stuff goes today, let me increase my screen so I can read this properly. So, um, of course, people want to see what Biden talking about this year. So let me go through that. Biden um, currently, he was supposed to sign a historic 17 executive action, um, actions today. I think he only got to 15, but um, that is as of right now at 7 something p.m. today. <laughs> so, um uh, most of them were reversals of Trump's policies. It's like, damn, somebody got to come in and clean up y'all bullshit. Um, so tackling COVID-19 is a major priority and Biden plans to create, um, a position for COVID-19 response, uh, of, of a COVID-19 response coordinator who will report directly to the president. 
excuse me, he also plans to launch a hundred days masking challenge, asking Americans to mask up for a hundred days, leading by example in the federal government. And he will issue an order requiring mask and social distancing in all federal buildings by federal employees, which the author of this document chose to say after that uh, far cry from what Trump did. <laughs> um, Biden will also make sure that the U.S. rejoins the World Health Organization and will be sending Dr. Anthony Fauci as the head of the delegation to its executive board meeting, which, yes, Dr. Fauci. Um, on COVID relief, Biden plans to extend eviction and foreclosure moratoriums. He also plans to ask uh, the Department of Education to consider immediately extending the pause on interest and principal payments for federal student loans. Um, there's also talk of that plan ex being extended to uh, September 30th. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and <laughs> hallelujah. Right. And on climate change, you know, because I got to get Nabby off my back because they keep playing. Uh, <laughs> on climate change, <laughs> the president intends to rejoin the Paris Agreement and roll back many of Trump's anti-environmental actions because, believe it or not, y'all, that ozone layer is becoming Swiss cheese on our asses. And it's going to be a problem, okay? The same way y'all didn't think that COVID was a problem. I'm down with it. I'm down with the environmental changes now because mm, um, that's just as important too. Yeah, okay. that's not something that we can just like quickly fix. Like even though COVID is something that's not easily fixed, that's probably a little bit more attainable versus trying to fix an ozone layer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in our environment. Yeah, they talking about the ice caps and all that melting up in the um, what's it called? I can't even think of the name of it in the North Pole or whatever. I ain't got time, okay? Because <laughs> you don't want those problems. Like, those are the problems you don't want for real, okay? You think wearing a mask every day is a problem. How about, you know, your whole city floating, okay, from tsunamis and all kind of... You just... Y'all get some science in your life, okay? Today, Biden will launch a whole government initiative to advance racial equality. <laughs> he laughing. I'm sorry, I tried to go on mute because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I, just, I imagine, I just imagine just like floating, like, no, because that shit's real. <laughs> too long ago. Remember that time um, Alexandria flooded? And we was in fucking boats in the street. Yeah, exactly I'm like, I'm laughing because like that shit can really happen really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life comes at you fast, right? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great example of that shit. <laughs> but um, more importantly, today Biden will launch a whole government initiative to advance racial equality, preserve protections of for dreamers, reverse the unconstitutional Muslim ban, revoke Trump's order that directed harsh and extreme immigration enforcement. Yes, so make sure you get them children out them cages. Um, stop border wall construction and more. On top of that, he is ordering every appointee in the executive branch to sign an ethics pledge. 
which is very much needed after the Trump ruling. So the, talk about walking the talk, okay? I, I, I mean, you don't, you won't be able to answer this for me, but I wonder, yeah. like, with that ethics pledge, is there some sort of training that goes with it so they can mm. understand? Because I, I want it to be. So, <laughs> this is something that bothered me that happened during insurrection, and people kept saying the same language over and over again. They were like. These people really had no clue. No, those motherfuckers definitely had a fucking clue what they were doing. I don't want to hear, though. I didn't know because he told me to do it. No, we're not that dumb because if I were to tell you to jump off the bridge, you wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I, I don't want to hear that excuse anymore of I didn't know better. So I wonder yeah, if there's some sort better. of training that they have to, like, I went through this training course. I signed off and I agree that I knew. And that's what the pledge thing is, is that mm-hmm. I went through the course. Now I get it. Probably. That would make sense if they did that. That would make sense for, you know, just a CYA, you know, right. they might as well do like, okay, so you can't say that you're not informed, you know, and that you're not educated. It's sad enough when people come all the way over here from, you know, wherever, whatever their upbringing are, you know, Idaho and stuff like that. I was just talking about that with my father-in-law the other day, like how he said how racist, we were talking about these different racist cities and and um, states in America that really, they'd be like, I ain't never seen a black person before until I seen you, you know, <laughs> like when you arrive. So like all those different places, but um, I forgot the point I was going to make. Oh, but yeah, you know, these politicians come from those areas and so they could easily be like well i never had to deal with a whole bunch of black people before you know or people that weren't like me you know and so i think that's something that should have been in place you know if you're going to be running stuff for a whole country like putting your bid in for a whole country you know there there should have been more more education more you know involvement in that so i i just I look forward to seeing this. This is a great start, Biden. You know, because of course, all of us are skeptical. You know, a lot of us are skeptical. Of course, we we're celebrating today. You know, but as soon as tomorrow hit, they're gonna be on his head top. I know they are. So, um, you know, to make sure that he follows through with what he's doing. So he, it looked like he said, "I ain't even gonna wait twenty four hours, bruh. Draft that shit up, <laughs> so I could just sign these orders." off top and that makes sense because he's already said that he's only doing one term so what yeah he's only doing one term he's not doing two terms so with that being said if he wants to make the most of his term he will need to do a whole lot within the first you know 100 days whatever you want to call it of his term but yeah he's already said that he was like he's not doing two terms so kamala come on Come on with it. But right, that's what I'm like, what? Start paying attention because we're going to definitely have a new oh, leader next, shoot. next three years. Now, let me pose an even harder uh, um thing to you, harder question to answer. This is in the like superhero realm or whatever, but Kamala and Michelle both run at the same time. Oh, <laughs> that, would that would be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Amazons unite! Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, <laughs> girl. Amazons unite. 
Because sure. Michelle is an Amazon. Okay, she is tall. I was just thinking how I wanted to watch Wonder Woman today too. <laughs> Speaking of that, really quick, I know that you also have sent me, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the shows that we're watching, but um, before I get into Ashanti and Keisha Cole, but um, did you know that Married at First Sight is back and it's in the A? Yes. It came back on my birthday last Wednesday. So. I don't have cable anymore. Oh, what does that come on? It was on Hulu, but they don't have like the newest episodes on Hulu. Oh, since we moved in here, (laughs) we have cable, but we're blessed to have it. I I don't even know what. Oh, man. I'm going to do some research on that. No, you're just going to have to FaceTime me and turn the computer that way. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm actually kind of like blown that I had to wait each week to see what happens. Oh, right. Because. We've been binging so much. Yes, yes. Like, part of me almost wants to wait until the season is over because just the one episode I saw last week, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it felt like two weeks since I saw that episode. It's been so long. So, oh, my gosh. At least with, like, shows like Power and Your Honor, like, I feel like, oh, the week comes on. I'm, oh, okay, good. We get to watch our new episode. But, like, it just, it felt like forever this week to get to... (laughs) the next episode um so that comes on at eight tonight (laughs) so i'm trying to wrap it up (laughs) because it don't come on again until 11 and i'm trying to go to bed earlier nowadays but it's um it's interesting and they got this one black couple because you know that's the couples we care about the most right (laughs) so one cup one couple is going to be a dominican guy and a black girl um, which is going to be interesting because she doesn't strike me as the type to be into like Spanish guys. She don't strike me as that type of sister, but we shall see. That might be a little spicy there. Okay. He seemed like he would be into black girls. Um, like he's open to love. Like he just wants to be with someone. The black girl, she seems like she's very goal oriented and, um, you know, she's striving for excellence. And so, this is just kind of one of the moments where it's like, I just needed, I know I want this in my life and I just don't have the time to do it myself. So I need somebody else to match me up. And I know a friend of mine who I think that type of scenario would work for them. I'll tell you off air, but <laughs> I, I I get why she did that, but it's going to be interesting to see that play out. So that's the Dominican and, and um, black girl. Then the that shit and find it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then the black girl and the black guy. This one is a trip, bitch. Okay, so the guy, all he keeps talking about is how he wants a sexy wife who knows how to let her man lead and is great at sex. Everything is around like sex, sex, sex for him. Um. And the girl, she is very like Christian. Like he also is too. And he said he want he got on this show because he wants to be with someone who doesn't want him for his money and his looks. And girl, he ain't all that to me. He ain't all that to look at. I, I, when I see this Negro, I'm like, all right, so you got the little fade with the little hair at the top. Uh, you know, relax. Relax. I guess in the A, maybe you something to look at, but like, boy, stop. So... <laughs> Boy, stop! Right, boy, boy. Okay, and the girl, she's she's voluptuous and really cute, um, black girl. And 
I think she's probably one of those women that's going to give her all, but she might, you know, pull back. Like she, she going to give it to him. Like she going to give, he going to get that good sex out of her. I could tell she was talking with the girls and she was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have sex the first night, but what I'm going to do is that I hope we could take a test because I don't like condoms. So she was like straight up. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then she was like, well, it's my husband. Right. So I should be able to, I'm like, you know what? I guess so. I guess so. And so the guy he's in with some, like his mentor is this pastor of this church. It's just real. I can tell this is going to be interesting. And then the previews, they showed something where he put his hands, you know, when you put your hand, your hand in your, in your, your head in your hands and put it on the table, he said, she's pregnant. So I want to know who pregnant. Is it a shorty from the past? Or from or the future. Is it, or is it her? Right. Or is it old girl? So that's going to be real interesting. And then the last couple that I'm interested in is this white girl who looks straight up. This couple, I call them Handmaid's Tale. Not because of what goes on in Handmaid's Tale, but because they look like June. What What's her name? Of June? I mean, of Alfred? Yeah. Yeah, but no, whatever her real name is. Oh, is her real name June? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. June and her husband mm-hmm. on there. The little mixed couple. That's what this couple, that woman looks just like June. Like a slimmer, taller version, but the same nose, everything. It's freaky. So she looks like June, the actress that plays June. And then he, he looked straight up. He, you know, he said he grew up around a lot of white people. So you already know what Oreo vibes are going on there with him. But his brother is definitely not an Oreo, which is funny. It's funny how siblings are because you grew up around all these white people. But I can tell your brother is blackity black, black. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Somehow he was black, more black cultured than you. But you choose to have all these white friends and you mostly date white girls. So they paired them together because she was one of those people that was like, oh, I love racially ambiguous men. So the way that they ended the first episode was that they put blindfolds. He wanted her to wear a blindfold and she wears a blindfold so that when they make it to the when she got to the end of the aisle or whatever, um, that's when they would finally see each other. So that's what happened. So the end of the episode, you know how TV does, was them lifting the blindfold. So you don't know what the reaction is going to be. I'm sure given their um, past dating history, they're going to think that each other is attractive and hot and stuff. So, you know, because they're good looking or whatever, so to speak, uh, you know, so. So I look forward to seeing it all. I, I'm I'm excited for that tonight. Um. And then, oh, entertainment that we're watching, just really wanted to cover that. I know we talked about Sylvie's Love last week. So did you see One Night in Miami yet? I did. It was good. It was good? Okay. Um, Did you want to shed any thoughts? Sure, yeah. I saw One Night in Miami. It was really good. Um, Regina King um, did that, right? Yes, Regina King did it. And um, that's actually why I wanted to watch it, because I like her, like, I feel like she's multifaceted. Like she's a great actor. Yeah. She's great voiceover. She's like good at a lot of things. So I didn't doubt her yeah. skills when it came. And I think she was, I seen other things that she's directed to. I can't remember off the top of my head what else she's directed, but mm-hmm. I figured this was going to be 
really good as well. And I didn't know how all of their stories connected. So I was trying to figure out, like, I mean, I knew Muhammad Ali and Malcolm connected. I didn't mm-hmm. know about Jim Brown. And I didn't know about, um, what's his name? <sighs> Shoot. Jim Brown. The, the singer. Uh, I, I keep on saying. Uh, okay. I know who you're talking Sam about. Cook. Sam Cook. Sam Cook, yes. Yes. So I didn't know how Sam Cooke related to the whole story. So it was just interesting listening to their stories and interesting in their perspectives. Everybody knows that, you know, Malcolm X is, of course, the one that does the fucking most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you read mm-hmm. the, the autobiography, which is really cool. I like the way that they ended it because it kind of mm-hmm. like still kind of like showed you where they left off. Like it had it ended. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it ended with um Malcolm X um being stressed out in the hotel room after their house had burnt down um their family house had burnt down and he wrote the autobiography as told to Alex Haley so you see that at the end of, uh... it, that kind of Muhammad Ali when he converted over to Muslim and he was saying that he's no longer going to be recognized as Cassius Clay and he'll now be recognized as Muhammad Ali and he looks over to the chair where Malcolm normally would sit next to Louis Farrakhan and um, he wasn't there. And you see like the disappointment in his face, but you see they still acknowledging that he's remembering a conversation, a very, I'm not going to say what, but they had a conversation that Malcolm had with Muhammad before mm-hmm. everything transpired. So it like, it kind of all comes together. It was, it was mm-hmm. really good. Um, really good. And you, they didn't, I wish they would have touched it on a little bit more of Sam Cooke's character mm-hmm. and what happened with his love life because that man had it rough. If mm-hmm. anybody knows the real story with Sam Cooke, I wanted them yeah. to go deeper into his circumstances. Is that the one with Bobby Womack? Yes. Okay, yes. I see now I know Bobby Womack's story. So mm-hmm. mm. right. So you know his little trifling ass best friend. Mm-hmm. And they were besties. That's the sad part. Yeah. Disgusting sad part about it yeah so i wanted them to tell that part because i was like that would be some good tea and they've been making a lot of movies about like these older singers like teddy pentagrass movie was good too they need to do one for sam cook and um and oh it's on showtime girl you better watch that (laughs) there might be something i could watch with dennis parents too oh well oh okay Maybe, Maybe not. I'll just suggest it for them. Yeah, I'll suggest it for them. They can watch it separately, yeah. and we watch it separately. Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So it was good. I thought, I thought it was really good. I also saw Small Acts, which is like a collection of five mm. series, and mm. one of the five series. I think we talked about it before in the podcast of saying that we wanted to watch was Lovers Rock. Yeah. So that's what that is. Okay. So the first one, the first series. Mangrove, excellent. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was um, I don't think I knew that much about Black Panthers, which made me want to learn more. Like I didn't know it was an international thing. Like mm-hmm. it went across the inter- you know, the international countries and stuff that everybody could be, you know, was a part of the Black Panther. I didn't know how widespread it had got. Like I know that somebody had went to another country at the end. I can't remember which one um of the leaders, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that it was like that prevalent across um, mm-hmm. country. So it was talking about that and it was um based on the Mangrove Nine who were, you know, activists 
trying to fight in their community for equal rights because the police over there was trifling and they were like doing false raids and just like treating the people like anything. Mm. It was bad. They were beating up little kids and it was real bad. Really good movie though. Um to see that and see how they were able to be um to have their what would you call that? Exonerated. They, so okay. Yeah, yeah. Exonerated. So that story was good. Lovers Rock, I was so pressed to watch it because our fave Demetria Lucas talks about it. And she was going on and on. And I mean, the only scene, the scene that she's talking about was them singing this one song as a unison. And it was like, okay, that's nice. That took up like a good 15 minutes of the movie of them just singing the same song over and over again. And I, I felt like it, it left a lot to be desired. Desired. Yeah. I was just like, what is the point? Mm. I thought it was gonna the, now the funny and the thing about that one is there's another one on the documentary of Lovers Rock and that one's supposed to be about the actual like change in the music so I was actually like oh, okay yeah this is gonna be a good thing like Demetrius said nah this was nothing about that it, like I felt like it had no plot for real Damn. but I think y'all should still watch it for yourself. It was cool to see, you know, different perspectives and other countries do their thing. You see a lot, you see black, I can't even say it. Black culture. Black culture, yeah. Yeah, in other countries. Yes. The similarities as well as the differences. Exactly. That's the most that you're going to get from that movie. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, I guess we could save the rest of the list for because um, we're going to keep watching these things. But um did want to shout out Demetria Lucas's um, Don't Waste Your Pretty movie that's coming out in February. I'm not that excited about it, if I'm honest. I don't think she um, Oh, when you heard the, yeah. I I mean, she said she's it's surreal for her. Yeah. But she's been excited, more excited talking about it yeah you think she's unsatisfied with the promo i think that's what it is too but she can't say it because of legalities yes which is why i feel like because i feel like she would have been promoted this yeah kind of waited for that i don't think she wait i don't even know she I wonder if it was some shady shit and i can't wait for this to drop so that she can just like be over with it and tell us the real of what happened yes. behind the scenes because I feel like that's what's happening. I feel like it's some stuff that was above her control. Like people they mm-hmm. went a different route with with certain things. So I still want to give it a chance because I loved her book. So mm-hmm. I have high hopes for what it could be. I don't have high hopes for all of those actors, mainly Carrie yeah. Hilson. But um Ugh, with her and her statements lately, girl. Girl. Relax. Okay, go ahead and just put on the MAGA hat. It's giving me BT movie, but I mean it is TV one, yes. so I can't say it much. But yeah, I mean, and sometimes BT movies, you know, we all like a little twelve. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We like yeah, Pandora's box. We like twelve. We like um. There is a. I'm not going to even throw shade on BT movies. I, I used to. Love, what was my holiday heart? Love holiday heart. That was my that's shit. A, that's a, yes, and my funny Valentine. Yes. Those are some classics, right? (laughs) (laughs) So if it gives that, 
oh, she's she's a winner, you know. So, uh, and the way she rants and raves about like the footages that she has seen, it seems like it's gonna be really good. So, but then again, like you said, she said that uh, what's the thing? Lovers Rock was bomb, and it wasn't all that. So. I don't know, sis. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll definitely do a power. Stay tuned to our Instagram. We're going to have yes. some stuff that we're going to be talking about. Yes, we are going to debrief on that for sure. Um, Speaking of debriefing, the last two items, uh, Jess Hilarious says she's no longer doing Jess with the mess, which I'm sad to hear that. But I know, Kel, you had said that you sent me a screenshot where she said somebody asked her, why is this the last one? She was like, I just don't, I'm not feeling it anymore, sis, or something like that. Okay, and I understand that. I understand getting tired of it. And I know that when Chadwick Boseman passed away, she was on some, like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. I guess she felt bad for some of the stuff that she said. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, uh, I know you were saying, Kel, that you don't think that this is the end for her. Like, you think that she's going to come back again. Yeah, because she said it before that she was, that one of her, I guess, I think it might have been that one that she said that it was going to be her last, but she still came back. So, and mm-hmm. I feel like the more fuck shit that happens, it's just going to be inevitable that she does just with the mess. And it gets good ratings. It's funny. I also love this new thing yeah. she's doing with the um baby mama versus girlfriend i love these yes movies. i get my life off of it <laughs> as a baby yes, mama and a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, as a, yes 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 exactly and i enjoy it thoroughly myself too i love the one aside from that one which is like the funniest one to me I love the one where she was like the supportive friend. Like when you break up with your boyfriend, the different versions of supportive friends. I like the one that she did with like what we had to do with, with the cat calling or whatever. Like when she was at the gas station, the ball, like when is we talking to you? Yo, she is hilarious. So I look forward to seeing what she does next. Oh, and we didn't talk about, um, uh, insecure coming to an end. We gotta touch on that really quick, real, real quick at least. I'm so sad. Yeah, I know. So sad. Moment of silence. Moment Sorry. of silence for insecure. <sighs> yeah. Like, what <laughs> just, am I gonna like? You know, like I got my life watching insecure and tweeting with y'all. It was. This fun. is what people must have felt like when Sex in the City ended. It was just like, why? And I know you're not looking forward to the new one. Nope. But before before we touch on that really quick, sec- no, we can touch on that. Yeah, so the Sex and the City is going to be called, oh, what is it going to be called? Are they changing the name? Yes, I hear it's going to be called, and it might just be a rumor, but what I've heard is that it's going to be called, and just like that. <laughs> I mean, I know why they're saying that, because that's what... um. Carrie be saying in all her yeah. little writing. Right. Stuff. But I guess it's like, oh, and just like that, they're in their 50s, you know, but it's just. Some niggas look like they was in their 50s when they was in their 30s. So. That's the T. And that's the T right there. <laughs> but back to Insecure. Uh, <laughs> you got to Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so she's ending it, and we're sad. Um, but like, 
damn, can we get another show? Like, I know you're trying to do this whole master class. people, And that's the philanthropy part that we yeah. love. I know. But the selfish girl in me and the selfish girl in Anna mm-hmm. want more. Yeah, we do. But I know she's going to end it well. Um, what I've heard before is that she said, you know, she knew how she was going to end it as soon as she started writing it. And I can identify with that as a as a past writer um, when I used to write more when I was younger. Anytime I wrote something or, or thought of something. And I think even now when we do creative things together, I know how I'm going to end something when I start it. So I, I I identify with that, and I really think it's going to be good. I think we're gonna she's going to give it to us good. She, we're we're not going to be disappointed. We're going to cry, yes. And uh, I'm glad she gets to own, end it on her own terms. And it kind of makes sense. If we think about, yeah. like, how last season ended, yeah. it kind of makes sense. that End while like, you're on top. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. It's sad, but it makes sense. Yeah, it does. And lastly, in today's R&R, Ashanti and Keisha Cole are tomorrow. I think it's at 8 p.m. It's 9? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think it's at 8 p.m., which is going to be interrupting Grownish. I'm like, damn, like, it's too many things now. I don't know. I remember when we didn't have nothing to talk about or watch. (laughs) What are you saying? I'm going to be doing that and watching. Oh, Lord. (sighs) Anywho, well, you know I got you like on the Twitters, but um, yeah. So we'll be tweeting live for Ashanti and Keisha Cole. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna have my little shout out to Gemma who got me a pineapple Stella Rosa wine. I'm gonna be sipping on that (laughs) while um watching uh the two ladies go at it. I saw versus put out. Hmm? You have a preference. Um, I think I'm Team Ashanti, and I I do hear the argument about <laughs> because I loved you know I have always been a closeted Ashanti fan. Like it, I just kind of stumbled upon it one day in college, and I was like, "Yo, I have all three of her albums." You know, that was when she first had just three. I know she has more now, and I loved her Christmas album. On top of that, so I was like, "Oh shoot, I'm an Ashanti fan." <laughs> so yeah, like I um, that's how it kind of happened. That I don't like. <laughs> yeah, so I just was like, and I wasn't feeling some of her latest stuff, but you know, like so I can't, I guess, say I'm so much of a fan anymore. But I was, and often nostalgia um, alone, I'm definitely about to be rooting for her. But Keisha Cole got hits as well, and hits that put you in a, a zone. So it kind of gives. It lightly gives me a Beyonce, a not, excuse me, not Beyonce, oof, um, a Brandy and Monica vibe because it's like Monica had the strength in her voice where you feel it, but Brandy had the nostalgia like that just puts you in a zone. Um, and so, and and people argue that Ashanti had, I mean, Beyonce, Brandy, ugh, I keep Beyonce is all in my mouth today. Um, Brandy <laughs> had the sh- has the strongest voice of the two, or whatever. So I I see some people argue a little bit about like how they don't like how Keisha Cole be straining and stuff, but you know she, she has a powerful in your face kind of voice. Um, so I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, they can keep those little baby ass um 
uh little trailers that they put out versus like uh, we didn't need that trailer yet. I, I saw Ashanti's, but I haven't seen Keisha's yet. Keisha's was cute. Keisha's was different though. It was kind of like I wish they would have did the same thing they did for Ashanti. What they did with Ke- I watched it right before we started recording. On Keisha's, it was like her walking through her closet, showing some of her like little outfits, and her singing throughout the whole thing. She's singing love. And she's singing it live with a pianist playing next to her. And, you know, it's just little clips of her, some of her plaques or whatever in the house and her wearing this beautiful pink uh, tutu type dress or whatever. And it it was cute. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Something like that with her little thuggish, ruggish Oakland voice (laughs) Um, or whatever area of Northern California she's from. So. yeah, basically, uh, that's what hers was. But Ashanti, they sized her that's like they all. had all her tunes, the you know her hits playing, all her award ceremonies, her award ceremonies and stuff. Keisha Cole, and I guess maybe Keisha didn't win awards, but they could have did like her music videos, her some of her moments. They didn't have to just do it as just her singing the song, her singing in the house, mad lonely. But she looked gorgeous, so. Okay, let's just see what happens. I know a lot of people don't have their money on um, Keisha Cole, actually, from what I've heard. Like dudes, too. Dudes have their money on Keisha Cole. And I'm like, damn. Keisha Cole. Like, I feel like, yeah. you know, like you said, Keisha Cole hits. You just love parts. Ashanti, though. They love them thighs. They love, no, they love Ashanti for her looks and stuff. Mm. But they love Keisha for her music because they feel like it's that, like, thug fashion type music. True. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think about Keisha too. Like my memories of Keisha was, and I'm trying to remember what so that, that's when she had that red hair, the red mm-hmm. and blonde hair, or whatever. I, changed I, my changed my mind. Mind. I think it was that I don't know. It reminds me of when we were, I think when I went to New York the first couple times with you back in like uh-huh. high school or what was that like yeah that was high school. That was my yeah. high school. And we were on Pickens Ave. On the block. Yeah. And I bought a Keisha Cole single. Like that's what I remember oh, my memory oh, of, those, yeah. of that time period. So I was just like, oh the little bootlegs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right, then. I guess we should get into our talk topic. I don't have an easy transition for that, but (laughs) that is it for this week's R&R. I think we covered enough. That is a great, that's a great way. The word (laughs) transition into transitioning into what we're talking about. So this week, Mm. we're going to be talking about how sometimes you have to be demoted before you're pre-moted. And this is a word indeed. Let me explain. So, um, I have been talk. I talked to y'all about how I do my devotions, and one of the devotions I was talking about is something that I've been praying to God for is a promotion, um, a promotion at work, and a promotion just in life in general. You know, like even down to CCC stuff that we do. Um, I, I'm ready to elevate. I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm ready to like get the benefits from being leveled up as well. So um, in that, I'm trying to like talk with God and study about what it takes to be promoted. And what I got from that was I started reading this lesson plan and I'm about to pull it up because I definitely just had it up. <laughs> I just had 
Yes, lesson plan. Right, I did. Okay, I got it. So um, the name of the lesson plan was the right perspective for promotion. And it had me thinking like, okay, am I positioned for the promotion that I'm asking for? Am I in formation to be able to receive the benefits that I've been praying to God for? And I have to do some self-reflection on that. And I started thinking about how how many times I have failed, how many times that I have gotten fired from jobs, how many times I have gotten laid off from jobs, how many times I have, you know, not been able, starting something and not finishing it, how many times have, like, I've gone through so many, like, trials and tribulations. And I will always, you know, wonder, like, God, why are you putting me through all of this stuff to be, like, I feel like you're demoting me. You're not promoting me like I'm asking for elevation. And every year it felt like I was being knocked back five pegs and I couldn't Mm -hmm. quite figure out like how to get to the next level. So that was like the whole point of me going through this whole devotion period and praying period and trying to really like read up on, well, what do I need to do? How do I need to position myself to be able to level up to be in the realm that I'm trying to be, because God promised me that, you know, I'm going to be able to have all these finer things that I'm going to be able to be, you know, to live in a house. I'm going to be able to be married. I'm going to be able to um, have enough money to have savings, to take vacations. I'm going to be able to have multiple streams of incomes. I got those promises. He's promised me that. The issue is, am I in a position to be able to you know, like flourishing those problems? Am I ready to be able to lead and take what comes with those responsibilities? So I'm realizing, you know, we talked about, you know, being in the journey and appreciating the journey on um, our last episode. And it made me think of a conversation that me and Anna had about school. (laughs) And I know I'd be so pressed, like, damn, like, I just, I need more money so that I can go to school and I can just pay everything off. And I keep forgetting that I keep saying I want to graduate debt-free. So in order for me to graduate debt-free, I kind of need to be a little bit broke right now so that I can reap the benefits of having this financial aid assistance so that I can graduate debt-free without having loans or without spending mass amounts of lump sums, you know, so I can, you know, get mm-hmm. to that goal. So um, this is a part of the demo- demotion process so that I can get to the promotion process. So this is how God is kind of like readying us and getting us, you know, prepared to be able to get to that next step. So I have a whole lot of questions. Yes, go ahead. Um, but I didn't want to interrupt no, 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 you, but ahead. really quick, I wanted to know, because I feel like I'm, I'm afraid to admit it, but I might be in a similar kind of season right now. And I, you know, how I told you the little mistake I had earlier today with some stuff that I'm trying to professionally do. And I just feel, and I was like, God, why? (laughs) Like, why? I feel like I'm just trying to level up. I'm just trying to level up. And I just feel so, you know, I feel like I'm starting to feel stuck, Lord. Um, So, um, with all that said, like those promises, that's another thing that's been echoing in my sermons. How do you know that he promised you that? Like what, what, what? Yeah, basically I'm gonna leave it at that. No, like that's the question. Like, how do you know he promised you that? Like what, how did you hear that from him? Talking with him and in my dreams. Mm-hmm. And like, I know, mm-hmm. so here's a confirmation here's confirmation in my dreams. So here's the thing. And I'm gonna relate it to more to something to CCC because I think that this is something that we can relate to. 
So I think if I'm being fully honest with, you know, all of our friends out there in our couches and being honest with you, I think the reason why CCC has not flourished is because my faith was not activated. I, I kept telling, you know, like I'm able to have conversation like, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe. But in my heart, I truly did not believe until like recently, like in this house recently. And that's only been in this house since like what, November. <laughs> so like that's when I've really been like praying extra hard. Like we me and you've been talking about little prayer rooms that we've been having the, the devotions of like not doing anything, but like literally meditating on God and talking about like, hey, look, I need this. So, um, and not only that, also, I've heard, like, my my mom has spoke this over to me in um, plenty of times, like, you know, you're going to be great. You're going to have these things, like, everything that you want and you desire, God is going to give you. And I know that everybody makes a joke of my mom being Jesus's best friend. So I take what she's saying to heart. <laughs> and right, right, I, right. <laughs> and I've also had the confirmation from God, like, you worried about the, the wrong things you worried about how you're going to get to the next level and i've already gotten that prepared for you it's done it's taken care of you stressing mm. over nothing and mm. i think it was romans i need to go back into my prayer room yeah mm. i'm a, i'm trying to remember this scripture it was in romans it was two scriptures one in romans and one in ephesians 420 i want to say i don't don't if i misquote i'll make sure that i find a way to post it somewhere somehow um but those are talking about those two bi- books of the Bible. God was really talking about like holding on to the promises and making sure that you know that he's already gotten your basic needs. Like he knows that you need a home. He knows that you need money. He knows that you need food. He knows that you need shelter. And those are the main things that we all have anxiety about. And yes. he's already had that taken care of. And we don't have to think about, mm-hmm. think about even, you know, worrying about what will happen with that. So that's, some of the things that I know. And then I'm just getting constant confirmations from even the scriptures that, you know, I've been reading. So in one of the devotions, it talks about the way up must be down. So it says it is not unusual for God's promotion to look like, to look like a demotion at first, to feel like you're Mm. going backwards rather than forward. And some of the great examples that they use was Joseph. Joseph, Mm -hmm. God promised Joseph that he was going to be a ruler of many and ruler over his brothers. And before he became a ruler of many and over his brothers, that man was enslaved. He was locked into a den. He was, you know, like everything that could go wrong, he was, that went wrong, went wrong with him. And he still became on top. And another example that they gave was um, David. David was promised that he was going to be a ruler too. He was going to be a king. And he went through hell and back, you know, and he was demoted because he wasn't prepared. So this this yes. is a season right now, and I have to realize that mm. this season of demotion is pre- prepping me and preparing me for when I do get promoted, that I'm able not to have somebody else have that same experience. Me and you talk about that all the time. With our I'm getting that message loud and clear. Oh, I think that I even dealt with today. Yep. You know, I woke up late. And I think I, I didn't even start off my day writing in that little beautiful prayer book that you gave me. You really are my best friend, not to get emotional. But you really are my best friend because that I'm going to keep it short so I don't cry. That prayer book, you know, the gifts that you got me for my birthday really showed that you want the best for me and that you care about me spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And I'm going to stop there. Yep. 
Okay. <laughs> Please do, because I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to cry. <laughs> it's just um really lovely gifts. Uh, but yeah, I did not start with that today. I did. I, you know, I just kind of was out of whack, and I. I what I learned today from, you know, what happened, I was just like, you know what, I, I'm I'm pissed at myself, but more than anything, what I realized is I got to get it together. I got to get back in a regimen. I got to get, uh, I can't think of the word, but you know, basically that I need to get back in a regimen. I need to get back on a schedule, you know, you know, I can't just be uh, flying by the seat of my pants right. anymore every day. So uh, I, this is a season of formation, like the song that we played um, and getting getting ready, preparing. And you that thing keeps echoing in my head that you've said to me before, Kel, like, are you ready for the things that um, no, that's not even what you said, actually, but that's part of it. Are you ready for the blessings that you're going to receive? Um, and I've heard it in sermons, too. So this conversation alone is leading me into what I I think I needed to hear the the seed that needed to be planted um, to, pro, to to get me ready. Like I need to I need to um, prepare. I need to get more educated on certain things, and I I need to be prepared. I need to start preparing more. Yeah, and it's positioning yourself from all. It's not even just necessarily all. Yeah. Um. I need to be in position. That's the word I was trying to look for. Yes. Right. It's not even just being about being in position with even your career, even down to your marriage. Like, are you positioning mm-hmm. yourself in your marriage? Are you like putting your communication, putting, you know, your, your spouse before some of the trivial things that can wait, like work mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. positioning yourself all the way around. Are you ready for that blessing? And I realized that I'm not in position. I wanted that promotion, but I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a deep conversation yeah for us to have mm-hmm. so that makes you think about baby stuff like was i ready yep. you know like <laughs> and and it makes me and like i just started working out and trying to eat better because it's just like yeah you know you 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 say you want to be a, in a healthy place but then you want the baby too so you have to you have to choose and you better choose right get healthy then you know whatever god's plan of course god's plan but mm-hmm. yes so with yes. that being said we're going to go ahead and get into this philanthropy highlight yes i love a short and sweet yes <laughs> all right philanthropy highlight get up get out and get something how will you make it if you never even try you need to get up get out and get something because you and i got the do for you and i for this week's philanthropy highlight, we are highlighting Mount Enon, my church, <laughs> and what they are doing right now is something called Money Matters Series. And y'all, we talked about being positioned. This is the time to get positioned financially and to, you know, position yourself to be debt free. Like we all, that's all of our goals right now. We want the good credit score. We want to have, we don't want to have debt. We don't want to owe other people. We want to get to financial freedom. And what they're doing is they are doing a Money's Matter course to really try to like get people to be debt-free within nine years. It's a virtual experience and you can register for the event, which will be on tomorrow when this podcast drops, um, January 21st at 8 p.m. And um, you can just go into Mount Enon dot 
org website, check out the re- resources tab, go down to registrations and select the money matters and register online. It's absolutely free 99. It's about an hour, but it's really going to give you a lot of resources and information because they have trained professionals that are in the accounting fields to kind of really help you and advisors and money um, financial advisors to be able to, to help you manage your debt and to to lose that debt and be able to be financially free within nine years, depending on how much your debt is. <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah. Love it. Love it. I love that. Um, also, you just made me think of something that's totally unrelated to the philanthropy highlight. And that is <laughs> that tomorrow, um, the salt and pepper. And that's tomorrow. Um, yes, girl. It's too much. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Saturday. That's Saturday. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm wrong and strong. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm it's a too. lot coming down the line, though. It's that we want to um check out since you're on that topic. Um, salt and pepper mm-hmm. coming out. Wendy Williams is coming out this month. Yeah. So is she in that? It looks like she's no, in the movie. Really? No, no, no. Not salt and pepper. But like, I mean, like she, Wendy Williams is actually in her bio. bio was she doing like a, a commentary type situation? Yeah, like she she when I've been looking at it on Lifetime, they've been showing the commercials and she's like, I talk about everybody for a living and now they're talking about me. Now I'm the topic of discussion and she starts like crying or something like that. And it looks it doesn't look like it looks like it's part of the movie. Okay, so, so I'm like gonna be another one that's gonna have that computer facing the TV just to let you know. Ah! Because I definitely want to watch that. <laughs> We're going to figure something out. We're going to figure something out. I promise you. But, um, yes. Okay. Last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. The last call. Um, the last call. Uh, so the last call, I have not come up with anything. But I do want to just reiterate what Kel is saying, and that is to try to find out how to get in position. Um, Get in position, get in formation. Um, If you feel like you aren't getting the things that you need out of life or that you are owed out of life and everything keeps crumbling, that I think is a tall tale sign to kind of look at your surroundings Look, you know, take inventory and reposition yourself. And that's it for my um, last call today. All right. Straight off the dome. (laughs) As usual, make sure you follow us on all of our social media handles. Instagram at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. Um, Facebook at Cognac Cupcake Conversations. And uh, hit them with the Twitter and the website. Yes, so make sure you follow us at CCC Vibes on Twitter. We will be live tweeting tomorrow for the Shanti versus Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole versus the Shanti, however you want to say it, um, event tomorrow. They're supposed to be separate, by the way, too. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, um, how the sound quality is. But I have a feeling because they took a break it they kind of got that all situated but yes follow us at ccc vibes and the website is www.cognaccupcakesandconversations.com yeah no um just the cognac cupcakes and conversations.com <laughs> 
And with that, we out, y'all. Bye. Peace. Bye. It's a vibe.